Let's go to Matthew chapter 1 this evening. Matthew chapter 1. I want to speak briefly tonight on the foundation of Christmas and uh, the significance of this. And I think this is uh, uh, an encouraging message just to, just to remind us all that God pays attention to the details. He really, really does. He pays attention to the details. Um, so if you look at this here in Matthew chapter 1, Eric talked about this on Sunday night. Did a great job presenting the message there, a little bit about the lineage of Christ. Um, and plus, with all that's going on in Israel right now, I think this would be even a more intriguing study for us at this time. We understand that Jesus Christ is the promised seed of Israel. We know that. He is the Messiah. If you'll notice, local New Testament churches don't usually call him Messiah. We call him Lord and Savior. We call him Jesus Christ. We call him Son of God, sometimes Son of Man. But it just seems like in the local New Testament church, we typically call him the Son of God, Lord and Savior, and of course, Jesus Christ. Um, but the Jews, the Hebrews, Israel talks a lot about the Messiah. Okay, The Messiah is a big deal to them, and uh, that's a whole other study and, and so on. So if you look here in Matthew chapter 1, we're going to have a little fun tonight. give you four quick statements and, and just show you how amazing this Bible is. God does pay attention to the details. Number, look at verse number 1. The Bible says, But the book of the generations of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham, Abraham begat Isaac, Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Eric did quote from this chapter, and as you study on down through this passage here, you look all the way down, verse 3, 4, he read a lot more verses than we're going to read in this particular context tonight. But then you get all the way down to verse number 16, and the Bible says, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. All right, now, let's go to Luke 3. Hold your finger in both places. We're going to bounce back and forth between these two chapters. In Luke chapter 3... You look at verse number 23, so Matthew chapter 1, all right, Matthew chapter 1, you see it start from who, right, Abraham. Uh, we see that in Matthew chapter 1, it says, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Very significant, that is very important, because it gives him, it solidifies his lineage in Israel, all right, so that's important, don't miss that tonight. Now, if you go to Luke chapter 3, look at verse 23. The Bible says in Luke chapter 3, verse 23, And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli, which was the son of Metha. And you see this names, and it goes on down. You see how it continues to go on down. You'll see in verse 31, David is mentioned at the last part of the verse, verse 32, which was the son of Jesse. But as you continue to read on down, it does not stop with Abraham. All right, this is interesting. Look at verse 34, which was the son of Jacob, which was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham, which was the son of, oh, so they continue to go. Well, let's see how far they go, right? Let's just go ahead. So now we continue to go. You see they continue to go, continue to go. Verse 37, which is the son of Methuselah. What's neat about Methuselah? Come on, somebody remind me. What's, what makes the Methuselah unique in the Bible? He was the oldest man to ever live, er, to, to then die. What age was he when he died? 969 years. How would you like to live on this earth for 969 years? You like that, Brother Samson? Man, the way it's going, Brother Samson, for you, you might make, I mean, I'm telling you, man, you're doing great. Um, 969 years. I heard a preacher say recently, who wants to live on this earth that long? Eat a Big Mac and die for Jesus. Say, man, that's what I heard a preacher. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying I said that, but I heard a preacher say that one time, right? But you see there, verse 37, Methuselah shows up. 
Uh, as you read on down, you'll see there the Bible says the son of Enoch, which was the son of Jared, which was the son of, uh, I'm sorry, of course, there's a famous name in verse 36, Noah. And then verse 38, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. So this goes all the way back to Adam. That's interesting. Now, the interesting thing is this. If you look at Matthew chapter 1, they read it in proper order, right? Because it shows you, it makes sense that I am of my father's seed and my grandfather gave my dad life, my dad gave me life, and you read it back like from, from the, like left to right, so to speak. Let's just say it this way. Matthew is left to right, but Luke 3 is right to left. All right, you're reading it almost backwards. What's the significance of that? All right, watch this. Let's, let's give you a couple of statements. Number one, I want you to notice tonight, if you're taking notes, help yourself. They, ha they both have different firsts. They have different firsts. All right, we know that the word first, uh, what, it, what it means, you're in first place. All right, they have different firsts, okay? By the way, notice there's a difference between first and beginning. All right, there's times when God says he's the first and the last, but he also said he's the beginning and the ending, right? So you see there's different firsts. Let's go back to the first. Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. The first, Abraham. That's the first. Abraham's mentioned. All right. Luke chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. We're going to bounce back and forth. I told you, keep your fingers ready. Keep them open there. Luke 3, verse 23 and 24. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli, which was the son of... So there's different firsts. You would think that, I mean, Matthew 1 actually says in verse 1, verse 1, it says this is the generation of Jesus Christ. They could have gone backwards that way, but no, they didn't. They went to Abraham. They don't even mention Abraham's father. They go straight to Abraham, all right? So they both are still talking about the lineage of Jesus Christ, but they have different firsts, okay? Now, let me ask you this question right now. Why, why would they start at Abraham in Matthew chapter 1? This is an open question. Just... just What's the significance of that? Anybody want to take a guess? Mrs. Mayor is signing it to me. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of significance in regards to who. What, what, who's going to really appreciate this chapter, maybe during the tribulation period? Who's going to say, let's go check it out and read it when, when, when the rapture happens and God begins to restore Israel again? You know, a lot of people talk about how the tribulation period is Jesus' seven years with the bride. The, the church is going to be gone, right? And then God the Father is going to restore Israel. And that's when he's going to, the world's going to go through great tribulation, but it's going to really be about his restoration to Israel. And Israel is going to come to God the Father again. They're going to return back and believe Jesus Christ and the Messiah. So that's why there's a book called Hebrews, right? There's a lot of significant doctrine in the book of Hebrews that, that correlates Old Testament teaching, Leviticus, Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. A lot of those teachings are familiar to the Hebrews as they read the book of Hebrews. Well, here you go. They start with Abraham. Why? Because there's a song that goes, Father Abraham had many sons. Right? How many of you ever heard that song before, right? A very famous song. It starts with Abraham. So a different beginning there. Now, you go to Luke chapter 3, you see a different beginning again. All right? Verse 23, the Bible actually starts in Luke 3. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age. And then you see the lineage going backwards, if you will. Again, right to left. So you have different first. Number two, notice this. You have different middles. You have different middles. Isn't that interesting? Let's show you the difference in the middles of this now, right? I, I used to I preach a message a long time ago. I haven't preached in a while. I've preached it several times across the country, too. It says, Jesus Christ, he's the beginning and the end and everything in between. <laughs> he's the first and the last, and he's everything in between. He really is. He's everything. He is the great I am. All right? So now you see different middles. Look at Matthew chapter 1, verse 6. All right? Matthew chapter 1, verse 6. There's a man named Jesse. Who's Jesse again? Help me out. Who's Jesse? Remember Jesse from the Old Testament? Who's Jesse? 
David's daddy down south. He's David's diddy. All right, look at this. And Jesse begat David, the king, and David, the king, begat, who did David have? Solomon makes it on this list. Now, we know David had more sons than just Solomon, but Solomon's the one that gets mentioned in this chapter. Again, why is that significant? Well, let's go back to Mrs. Mayer's answer. To this day, they call the temple in Israel. Right? But what do they still call it today? I mean, it's like called Solomon's Temple. Solomon's Temple, right? It's still, it's still talked about. It's still respected and revered. Solomon is an... You know, you know if, in other words, here, here's what we're doing. Here's what God's doing. You know, people talk about all the time how certain people like a name drop, right? You know, you, you're talking to someone in, at your workplace and, and somebody name drops that they had lunch with the boss recently. Yeah, I had, I had lunch with someone. Ooh, they name drop. God's name dropping in this chapter. That's what God's doing. He's name dropping. And this is important, right? So that's what happens in the middle of Matthew chapter 1. Let's see what happens in the middle of Luke chapter 3. Go back to Luke chapter 3. Look at verses 37. And I'm sorry, let's see, I didn't have that right. Hang on. Look at Luke chapter 3, verse 31 and 32. Here we go, 31 and 32. The Bible says, all right, watch this. Again, we're reading it backwards now. Which was the son of, verse 31, Malia, which was the son of Menan, which was the son of Matatha, which was the son of Nathan, which was the son of, which was the son of who? David, which was the son of Jesse. Bro, you're doing great, aren't you? Getting a good little finger work out there, spilling, finger spelling all these. See that? So Jesse is mentioned in both chapters. David is mentioned in both chapters. But now all of a sudden, Solomon's not as, in, as, in, as important to name drop in this particular chapter. Now, there's a whole other separate message we don't have time for it about the significance of these names, and we could do that some other time. Maybe we'll do it next week. I don't know. We'll see what the Lord leads. But you see, again, there, there's different middles. So you have different firsts. You have different middles. Somewhere along the line, we see a shift in the names. Now, let's look at number three. There are different beginnings. <laughs> different beginnings. Now, beginning and first are, are two different things, you know, right? Uh, they are actually two different by way of definitions. Just because you begin a race doesn't mean you're going to get first place in the race, right? So there's beginnings at the start of something, but first can also... Can also we say what's the first first number is what one no not really zero is the first number right before one so we we, we talk about the word first and beginning there are, they are maybe cousins they're a little related but they are different meanings watch this so we have different firsts number two we have different middles now we look at different beginnings let's look at the beginning again Matthew chapter one verse two the Bible says and Abraham right it starts with Abraham uh, the last word or the last name of verse one is Abraham. And then immediately it's Abraham. Read it, read it flowing. Watch it. Here's what the Bible says. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begat Isaac. So you see Abraham, Abraham, back to back right there. That is the beginning of Matthew chapter 1. That is the beginning of the Hebrew lineage. That is the beginning of the lineage of Jesus Christ for the book of Matthew. That's what the Holy Spirit led him to write. By the way, isn't this interesting? Uh, what, who was Matthew? He was a Hebrew, right? He was a tax collector. And he was one of Jesus' disciples. Now Luke, what about Luke? Luke's a little bit different, right? Luke was not a disciple. Luke has a different perspective on all these things. He's not, uh, he was not really in that crowd, so to speak. So he has a different twist on, on all of, all of us, this. So let's look at this, his beginning. All right, here's his beginning. So in order to get his beginning, we're going to go to the end of it because that's where it begins going backwards. Here's his beginning. Look where it starts in verse 38. Who's the first son of God mentioned in the Bible? What does the Bible say there? Verse 38, last part of the verse. 
Adam, which was the son of God. So you have a different beginning there. Both of them start with the letter A at least, but Abraham's not going to come for hundreds of years later until after Adam's on the scene. Adam is pre-flood. Abraham is post-flood. Adam is pre-the founding of Israel. Abraham is the father of the nation of Israel. So you see, even still here, you have different firsts, you have different middles, you have different beginnings, because Matthew 1 begins with Abraham. Luke 3 begins with Adam. And here we go. Here we go. Number four. But all of this leads to this conclusion. Here it is. Different firsts, different middles, different beginnings, but number four, the same evidence of who Jesus Christ is. The same evidence. The same evidence. It's so beautiful to know that we can read these two chapters and understand what God is teaching us tonight. The foundation of Christmas is this, is that Jesus Christ is the Son of Man and the Son of Israel and the Messiah, according to Matthew chapter 1. And he will be able to reference this. Listen, God is powerful enough that he can just bully his way into becoming the king. He has earned the right to do that, and he can do that if he wants. He can. He's God. But God is so, uh, he's just so specific. He's got all the details. He's going to actually be able to open up this book and say, oh, by the way, I'm the rightful heir to this throne. When that throne is established, when the temple is built, when Jesus is there in Israel and he becomes the king and he rules and reigns for a thousand years, he's going to have Matthew 1 to say, here, look at this Jews. So that's the son of man, the son of Israel, the son of David, the son of Abraham, the Messiah. Now you go to Luke chapter 3. Isn't that a blessing? God says, hey, let me not, I'm not going to let you forget all of you Gentiles. Because here we go, in Luke chapter 3 we understand that there is no nation of Israel for the first dozen or so names of these of the people in this lineage. Because Israel's not a nation yet. Abraham hasn't been set aside. A lot of these names are pre-flood. So now God is saying this. So you have one lineage that takes you from Abraham all the way to, to Jesus. And that's why it's significant because he is going to rule and reign in Israel. Then you have one lineage that takes you all the way to Adam because Adam is called the son of God. Adam brought sin into the world, but Jesus removed it, right? So Adam brought death. Jesus brought life. What a blessing. As you study this passage, you read it backwards. Now look at verse 38 again. Which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. This shows you his spiritual right to it. This is the son of God's side. This is the son of, uh, this is the Jesus Christ side. This is the living God. This is, this is just, it's beautiful. In fact, it's interesting that he uses the phrase son of God for Adam. It's the son. Adam was the son of God. God created him out of the dust of the earth. Amen. I love what one preacher said. He goes, man, God spoke everything into existence. The only time he got his hands dirty was when he actually made man. He reached out into the dirt and made man. And because man sinned and we now return to that dust, Jesus Christ, who is the Messiah on one side, the son of Israel on one side, the, the, the son of, of David, the son of Abraham, all those things they call him on one side, and you have that verified and you have that proven in Matthew chapter 1. That same Savior comes to this side now, and he is the Son of God. He is the living Christ. He is Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Wow, what a blessing it is to know that. So you have two lineages here in the Gospels that are not put there on accident. They're not put there one forwards, one backwards, like God's confused or anything. No, God on purpose is saying, I want you to understand this. I have paid 
close attention to the details surrounding my son's birth and his life, and I can prove to you that he is the son of Israel, he is the son of Abraham and son of David, but he's also the son of God. Physical, spiritual balance. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful teaching that is. It's amazing. Only God could have different firsts, different middles, different beginnings, but the same evidence of who Jesus Christ is tonight. That's the foundation of Christmas. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. It's interesting that Matthew and Luke are the two books that feature his birth and his early years more than Mark and John do. John doesn't really at all. Mark doesn't really at all either. Matthew and Luke do. That's interesting. Praise the Lord for that. All right, let's pray.